Hi guys, we are back for episode seven, Seventh Heaven, all that good stuff. Okay, so last week we did have obviously our little surprise, little surprise, Ellie Bailey. Um, but now this week it is back to me, and I have some things I would like to talk about. So this episode is mainly um me talking shit about the pre-corona. Okay, so. If we can just go right, right back to like way before the time of the corona, the worldwide pandemic, the mandatory masks, the the way of the world and the olden days as they are now known to me. And I just want to start by saying there was a time in my life where I would do more than terrorise men on hinge. Bumble or Tinder. And... <laughs> There was actually, if you can believe this, a time where I would usually meet them for a coffee in the later years of the olden times (laughs) and watch them be nervous and clumsy and very unsure of me and honestly, there's nothing quite like it in this world. So (laughs) with one specific instance in mind, I want to take you from the initial match to the final curtain of this one specific male encounter that I have had. So I just wanted to also bring attention to a specific situation that if you have listened to previous episodes you'll definitely know what the fuck my kind of general vibe is and that is generally chaotic. So, there's a specific instance in this story that I think will bring a lot of people and they'll be like, what else did you expect? So, I'm fully prepared and welcome <laughs> how you yourself would have dealt with this situation because I personally would fucking love to hear it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so this is a story about about how <laughs> my hinge date went to two dates to went to never speaking again. So, when I was on Hinge, way back, this about January time, I won't lie, um, probably right, maybe like the 3rd of January I went on to Hinge. My sister suggested it. I thought, why the fuck not? So I was on Hinge and of course when you first go on you're like oh this one's this one's funny I also have this really bad habit of if if say someone has really like a dodgy comment or they have said something that's oh a wee bit off something if I have something to say to you I will comment on that and hinge allows me to do that without actually having a match because I can just literally fire off a comment it's class is sending a like now on hinge there's obviously like a limited amount of likes um so I really probably would shoot myself in the foot but back to the main point when you're first on you do kind of get like a few matches because you kind of like I don't want to say you flood the market but you definitely are out there cattle prodding some guys right so then <laughs> in the messaging there was about three or four guys now there was one guy that said he wanted to have a tree house and his favorite thing he drank was sparkling water now i'll take absolutely no slag and no hate no nothing i don't like sparkling water and i do not think it is like 
a good choice as a favourite drink. What sort of monster likes the taste of like a static TV? Nah, not for me. No thank you. Next. So, while I'm slagging this man off, another man is in the messaging. And he hit me up with something. But I was still replying to the first man with the sparkling water preference who, honest to God, makes no sense to me at all. His taste buds must be broken. And honestly, if you ever see me drinking sparkling water, just put a hole in my fucking head because that means it's game over. I've lost my taste. Maybe Corona's got me. I'm not sure. It's a no from me. So I'm hitting him with some pure cheek and just generally talking about how he better be building me a treehouse, blah, blah, blah. And I accidentally send that to guy number two. Now, I don't know what happened. I've obviously maybe clicked on something and, and just furiously, these thumbs are out of control. They're getting the work out of their lives because the start of January, those first three days were a write-off <laughs> on the romantic scene. So, this second guy rolls with the fucking punches. This guy doesn't, he's like, I'll build you a treehouse. I don't even like sparkling water. Like, let's do this, let's do that. You pass me a beer and you can eat the grapes. And as long as I can, like, watch you lying on a sun lounger or whatever it was we were talking about, because it honestly doesn't even make sense. But I was like, oh my God, this guy's, like, just going, going with it. Like, he doesn't care. He's just like, whatever the fuck she says is obviously how it's going to go. And let's just put this out here right now. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> I'm a fan of that mindset. If you're just, like, going to go with the flow and roll literally with whatever you know verbal punches I'm throwing at you that's the best way to do it so we arranged to meet for coffee now I want to just say the night before we went for coffee I had been working all day it was very busy and someone had bought me um, a pastrami roll from one of the local shops in the west end of Glasgow now I don't know if it was the pastrami the roll the butter or whatever the fuck sauce was on it because there was some sort of weird coleslaw and I've never had coleslaw like it in my life but after um, that we went out now I normally never have hangovers I'm never really sick the next day I could not shift this feeling I was like oh no what's going on here so we're supposed to go for coffee so I pushed that back literally within 10 minutes of pushing that back I am spewing up my guts but I can tell you I was reintroduced to the pastrami roll and after that I felt totally fine. So 100%. The life lesson from this is if you see a pastrami roll, avoid it. Just don't go there. Don't do it. I will never have a pastrami roll from that place again specifically. And probably pastrami at a push, you know. If there's nothing else, if I'm on a desert island, pastrami all the way. But stay safe. <laughs> this guy's obviously thinking I'm rough as toast and I'm just like nah I'm alright like I'll see you at like half past four which is fine. So let me just give you a quick rundown of the outfit that I am wearing. Firstly fuck a bra I can't be arsed. So I'm wearing this like black crop top it's like a little vest um, and then these super tight high-waisted black jeans. So we're all in black I'm tanned because I'd been out the night before, obviously, naturally. I'm so pale. We previously discussed this. Any tan I'm getting is out the bottle. I'm sure I don't taste nice, but no one's licking me, so pros and cons. And um, <laughs> I have this absolutely amazing, I actually got past it from my wee gran, my wee gaga, um, sheepskin coat. So it is donkey's years old. It is so, so old. It is just the warmest thing ever. So obviously with my scantily clad crop top situation <laughs> makes sense to put on a big scarf and a big coat so we had arranged to meet say like four o'clock or whenever 
and he gets there at I shit you not half past three. Now there's Eager and then there is Eager. Like, oh my god. So <laughs> I'm like, oh dear God. So I was just literally flinging on necklaces and mum's like, That poor boy's been sitting and I was just like, Listen, he can wait, he's early, and I probably will be five minutes late. If anyone knows me personally, they know this is the hard fact. The only thing I'm early for is work. And even at that, it's by minutes. So, that's the hard facts of it. I'm wearing something cute, I'm comfortable, I'm tanned. I literally only have, like, a lick of mascara on. That is it. Like, I just, at this point, don't give a fuck. I've been spewing, I've been out, I'm rough. Well, not really, I'm kind of rough. We'll get back to him. So, I have my little banana wagon driving up to Glasgow Fort, the place to be, you know, good old wind tunnel, especially in January, it's fucking Baltic, and we exchange texts, I say, right, that's me here, I'm just parked outside this part of the fort, he's like, right, I'm coming up, and as I step out of the car, I hear this, like, (laughs) this, like, rapidly gasp, and I was like, oh, shit. And I kind of slow, and almost in slow motion, turn around and this guy is standing there like properly like wild eyed, like his eyes are about to burst out his head. He's just like, his shoulders are up, his like chin's tilted back and he looks like he's actually about to pass the fuck out. And I'm just like, ah, hi. Now when I say that our eyes connected and I have never felt a more chaotic energy, like that is the hard facts. Like I cannot put this any other way. I low key was frightened for my life. I was about to get back in the car. <laughs> I was like, Oh god, <laughs> what do we do? So of course me nonchalant, so cool, so like easy breezy. I just kinda of float over and I was like, Oh hey, let's go. Now this boy straight off the bat is obsessed obsessed with the coat he's obsessed with he's like can I try it on I was like hang the fuck about it is January we're at the fort and you want to try on my jacket how about you get me a fucking copy first (laughs) then he starts calling me Del Boy now if anyone doesn't know Del Boy is from Only Fools and Horses and you should definitely look it up to catch the reference and I'm just like listen just because you're out here in a fucking paper thin jumper and he was wearing in a pair of jeans and um we, we get to Co- no we got to starbucks it was starbucks because we walked past costa and i was like are you a white girl or are you not a white girl like make up your mind right now it sets the tone for the whole thing so we go to starbucks <laughs> and um he's very nervous now this has only ever happened to me once before. He gave me his wallet and was like, just order, I'm going to go and like pee or whatever. And I was just like, I could literally just leave. <laughs> I could literally just... Anything up to 30 quid in the fort could be mine. <laughs> A selection of things equaling 30 quid could be mine. A little bit of contactless payment. Never done anyone no harm. So, we're sitting... And I, of course, have got an ice caramel macchiato. And he's like, oh, I'll have the same. And I was like, wow, you're so original. So then we're sitting having this coffee. And this guy is sitting and he's just looking at me. And he's very, very high pitched. Like, I should probably have said this. When we met at the car park bit and walked around, he was like a sheep on helium. He was so high pitched and so like, whoa, 
like and his laughing I was like oh my god it was very very overwhelming because I'm loud but I'm tolerable <laughs> I was just like oh fuck and he just had these like mental eyes and he just kept like widening them and I was like stop staring at me like I am either like the most terrifying thing you've ever seen like just look at just chill so eventually we're in Starbucks and everything I say is the funniest thing this guy's ever heard and he is like super like loud super high-pitched screaming laughing in Starbucks now Starbucks is always always busy up at the fort it's obviously the January sales that are on so it's still fucking peak peak time peak traffic in Starbucks and I'm just sitting there literally could not look like I give less of a fuck I've got my arm over the back of the chair my legs are sprawled out across like the underneath of the table I'm giving off some heavy like (laughs) I don't know just nonchalant like you know the kind of bad boy in the films that's how I'm sitting and it's not even intentional actually I caught myself doing it and I was like I better stop sitting like I'm about to actually end this boy's life so (laughs) he then declares again once he's taken his wall off me, we've got a drink, we're sitting, I finished my drink, he's still sipping at his, and he declares he has to pee again. So, he stood up, he slid the chair back, he stood up, and spun around on the spot, knocking the chair over. <laughs> so all eyes, all eyes were on him, in the Starbucks, and I'm just sitting there, swirling my little, like, ice cube remainders in my coffee (laughs) and he was like oh that's so embarrassing and I was just like you don't have to tell me (laughs) so so then he goes away and then um, I don't think we got another coffee but we did actually end up going to Wagamama's because although he was mental at the beginning he did calm down he actually ordered the same food as me surprise and um (laughs) we started he said he was stronger than me and I said fat fucking chance and we arm wrestled we were arm wrestling in waggers and um then one of the chef guys because you know they have that big round table and you can sit at the high tables around so I'm sitting I'm sitting there in my little top all my necklaces on rings and earrings because I hadn't really done much in effort so jewelry was like the bare minimum I could do no hassle on and off easy peasy and um this chef comes over and he puts his hand over like our hands that are in the arm wrestling position and he starts pulling like against me and I was like no we're not doing this it's not a tag team effort fuck off so then I'm sitting and I'm watching this guy go like literally red in the face because I'm relatively strong and <laughs> I just thought that's such a shame. I've already put this boy through enough and I let him have it. So that's how I lost arm wrestling in Wagamama's because I have a fucking heart. Anyway, so <laughs> the second date, because I decided he was obviously very nervous and that is why he like kind of went to a level where only dogs could hear him, knocked over chairs and was generally weird because how the fuck else do you explain the weird behaviour. So, second date, I had said something about mini golfing. So, guess where we went? And on the lead up to the second date, some things happened. As 
sometimes rom-coms lead to and encourage and inspire ideas. So I was at work one day and Big Boy from Hinge (laughs) messaged me saying that if he won at the mini golf, he had to get a kiss. The MDLs drop in their mouth. (laughs) I said, right, fine, I'll take that bet. Think I'm going to lose? Not a chance. To this boy, I'm Tiger Woods. He has not a clue. I could be the best golfer in the world right now and he's clueless. I should say for the record, I'm absolutely hopeless. But he did not know that. <laughs> and um, I said, fine, I have my own bet. And he's like, right, you have to tell me. I said, no, I don't have to tell you in. I'll let you know when you lose and you have to do it. <laughs> he was not impressed. I was having a good time. So, upon arrival... I've asked my mum to drop me. My mum wasted in the car. She sees this boy. She is tooting the horn. She's waving. I am fucking mortified. Um, so I decided I didn't want to get the train. I was running late. I was like, mum, please take me. She's like, for fuck's sake, Caitlin. Oh, fine. So she took me. And then she proceeded to be a bit of a dick. <laughs> so that was fine. So I see this boy. And of course, I'm wearing the old sheepskin the second, like, best thing in the world besides me. And he's wearing what can only be described as a truer version of Del Boy and a white kind of coat. Um, well, not white, it was cream. And, um, yeah, I can already see how busy it is inside. So I've got, like, my little backpack on with my part of the bit in. And we get in. There is one desk for retrieving and receiving the golf clubs and balls there's one bar next to this desk there's a whole like sitting station people can't get by the only way around is through the fucking mini golf layout it was absolutely outrageous there's kids screaming there's toddlers running about with snot and pizza all over their faces there's drunk wives that are another fucking glass of wine deep and the husbands are sitting bitching and whining trying to control these kids and there's stag parties roaming about the place and bunches of guys that have decided that sports bars just aren't it anymore and they want to play mini golf at this late hour of eight o'clock on a Saturday night and it is pure chaos and I am just this is probably the best place to go for people watching however I'm here to beat this boy at mini golf and (laughs) perform my part of my bet which I think is the best thing ever so so I've got a vodka cranberry at this point. I forced him to go to the bar. <laughs> Priorities. And he's got some sort of, like, probably Corona. And I, I know it's a bad word right now, but a little bottle of Corona. And we start off. Now, I have to tell you, I didn't start strong. He took about four um, shots to get the ball up the hill. And then I took about 12 because it just kept it just kept sliding across. Like, it was just a whole mess. I'm not very good at golfing. then we get to like hole number three and he's like right what is this bet now I have got this really really cute white leather backpack and I have stuffed these items into this bag for preparation for the big reveal for I know I did say we'd only find out when he lost but I couldn't hold my water so I'm throwing my vodka camera at him I'm like you're right here hold this and I'm pulling out 
the horse masks of course naturally where else was it going horse masks all the way and he starts screaming i shit you not screaming high pitched high squeal like babies are crying dogs are barking in the distance oh my god that's so embarrassing and i was like oh for fuck's sake so i'm standing there one horse head in each hand fully kitted out for a night out on a town looking absolutely stellar and this is the response so naturally i'm not impressed i'm just like hang on what the fuck so i'm watching him freak the fuck out like his head is like something out of the exorcist like this is like an emily rose reproduction in the middle of this golf course he has this head spinning left right fucking up and down he's about to start flying up in the corner of one of the rooms the kids will be terrified let alone he's fucking high-pitched squealing i said do i stop screaming (laughs) and he's like what the fuck and i was like it's nothing to be frightened of put those wild eyes away jesus christ Nearly fucking spilt my block of cranberry. Like, the glass nearly shattered. What the fuck? So, <laughs> I was like, right, fine then. I'll just put them back in my bag. Like, why would you act like that? You were so up for everything, like, two weeks ago. And now a horse mask has got your goat. Like, are you having a laugh? <laughs> now we've discovered I'm stoning about town with a block of cranberry and two horse heads in my back. Talk about a fucking mafia member. So... I'm out here looking for somebody who's done me wrong so I can literally deposit a horse head in their bed. That is the vibe I'm at right now. And whether it be a horse head or his head, I'm not bothered. I'm just thinking at this point, like, boys will be boys. Absolute fucking pussies. So, (laughs) I'm the only one that got a hole in one. Let me just tell you that. That's the hint to be remembered when I tell you that I lost. (laughs) I lost the golf. I lost the golf game. There's no two ways about it. So... I have to just let you know, the next part of the night was a mess. So we ended up just getting food and he did buy me a pizza crunch, which was good because it came with chips and it meant that the horses in my backpack weren't going to go hungry. And I do like a man that thinks ahead like that. So then we're standing at the taxi bit and he is totally scoffed his food. (laughs) We're standing outside the chip shop and then this woman is very very drunk like steaming so so steaming and i'm paying attention to the taxis coming around nelson mandela square if anyone from glasgow's listening to me you know exactly what chip shop i'm talking about you know exactly what i am the taxi um the taxi bay or whatever the fuck it's called the taxi channel taxi fucking road taxi stops taxi queue is that what they call it i've not a clue so um, the taxi rank ah that's the word taxi rank look at any shrink taxi rank so um <laughs> so let me ask you this have you ever watched a woman tap dance around a sausage because up until this night i definitely had not this woman had dropped her sausage supper and she was cradling those chips that hand was a a white grip on those chips i watched her drop it like it was hot tap dance squirrel around sidestep and um 
do a fucking salsa tango twist or whatever the fuck you want to call it all around this sausage i'm pretty sure at one point she stepped on it she squashed the sausage while she was trying to pick it up and i am watching in pure horror the scenes that are about to unfold i'm just like internally like leave it alone that is definitely surpassed the five second rule it's for the rats it's for the boys it's for the seagulls it's let them go let them have it that is it's rolling about the glasgow streets rolling about in the glasgow field probably surrounded by at least three junky needles you just don't you're not going to do it and i can't tell you how ill i felt for her when i watched her eventually snatch it up off the ground like a like an eagle getting a fish out the sea those hands meant business and um she put it straight in her mouth <laughs> didn't even blow on it didn't even blow the dust or the shoe print off of that sausage she just put it straight in her face and um the the hinge boy was like gagging and i was like yep yep tonight glasgow i have seen more than enough <laughs> uh, so that's that kind of about rounds up how I dealt with him also in a roundabout manner. Stepped on and squashed the sausage. So, <laughs> speaking of squashing sausage, um, there was one time I was in a club called Bamboo in Glasgow and uh, there was two guys <clears throat> at the bar. <laughs> of course, it sounds like the start of a bad joke. Let me tell you that it definitely is a bad joke. So... There's two clowns. <laughs> They're standing at the bar, and I am wearing a black bodysuit and a small, like, tartan skirt. And it's actually one of the outfits that gets the most attention because men are perverts. So, <laughs> very cute. So, um, we were out one night, and I cannot express to you the situation. There's a little group of us. We're standing in a circle. We're just, you know, that way when girls like all kind of go out, they'll congregate. There's like a little circle of life happening they're all having a good time giving each other life being all about that life and loving the good life so circle of life there you have it and there was these two guys one of them had his elbows on the the bar and the other one was using his foot to try and lift the back of the skirt which I mean fair is fair if you're a predator and he Obviously thought he was going to get a sneak peek, but little did he know I was wearing like a full bodysuit, which literally is like the biggest like pants. <laughs> they cover like full cheek coverage, and it literally is like something you would wear at the beach, like a swimming costume. Like there's none you can see. So later on the night, um, and like I mean quite a little bit later on the night, I am standing at the bar by myself, holding my sister's drink because she's bumped into someone she used to know, um, and that's all well and good, and suddenly. The two that I couldn't identify before because they were part of like a, a herd of men, a herd of men, um, revealed themselves. They came up and they were like, are you wearing football boots now? I'll tell you this, I was wearing like black suede, Adidas, like campus or something. So naturally I was like, no, no, they're just these and then lifted my leg up. So I was standing in like a proper Y stand. And if anyone doesn't know what that is, Google it. So <laughs> then um, that caught some attention. And then I kind of just brushed them off. And one of them was like, after a couple of minutes, he came back over. He was like, you're really fat. And I was like, yeah, no. 
and he obviously was not anticipating me to be so fucking like bold with him and then he was like I'm from London and I'm just like what the fuck do you expect me to do that information wow a London boy wow I'm soaking wet oh my god it's not like I can get a Ryanair flight for 40 quid and head straight down to London wow I'm in London now too look at us go I'm so glad you're from London surprise I don't give a fuck so that was his like golden ticket immediately gone like London doesn't do anything for me and I'll say that to you now (laughs) so (laughs) then his pal and him are still hanging about me and I'm just kind of patiently waiting for the um, skin and blister to come back to me and he comes back over and starts dancing in front of me and I'm so not into it at all and his wee pal is like oh my gosh I'm so sorry about him and I was like you're fucking timid and you're dealing with a right bell end maybe you should put a fucking like lead on your pal so then the pal's like breaking some moves and he's like what's your name so I was like immediately what the fuck is your name I don't give my name out I said oh must be a London thing fuck off <laughs> so so then he's wee pals telling me what his name is and I just looked at him I was like, I'm not fucking surprised he doesn't give his name out. Look at those fucking moves. Literally the worst dancing I've ever seen. Like, I've seen <laughs> I've seen better dancing from a fully paralysed man. I'll just say it now. This clearly tactic of his like isn't working and I'll just tell you right now what he was wearing. He was like in a three piece suit with a cream like duster on. Now, anyone in Glasgow knows that that is not the vibe. And if you want a dress like that, you're definitely not going to bamboo. This is how I know this guy is a full-on predator. And I'm a, I'm a second away from phoning the police. And then I get this golden fucking nugget. So, he comes up to me. And his pal's literally standing shoulder to shoulder. And me and the two are just watching him be an absolute goon. Well, and I'm only staying there because I know that's where my sister knows that I am. Otherwise, I'd have been like, bye, fuck off, and would have left. So, I'm anchored to the spot until she comes back. And um, he's like, I'm going to go to the toilet. And I was like, I really don't need the fucking update. Like, are you not, like, nearly 50 years old? Fuck off. And then he starts dancing in front of me, a little bit further away. And his wee pal is just kind of, like, really embarrassed. You can just tell. I can feel the cringe come off of him I can feel the cringe radiating out of this man's pores like that's how uncomfortable he is and how like embarrassing his pal is being so and about five minutes later he comes back up to me and I was like I thought you were going for a piss he's like I'm only going to the toilet if you're going to the toilet and I was like you're an absolute scumbag like get to fuck how many times did I need to tell you to fuck off so as this is happening, I can see my sister coming back towards me with her pal. She's here, she's taking a drink, we are fucking off. Now, if anyone's been to Bamboo, you will know there's like a tunnel. And I do not know what possesses club owners to make the floors like this hard, shiny plastic, which means if you spill any form of liquid, that literally is an ice rink. That's a skating rink. Forget taxi rank, that is a skating rink right there. Get your blades on. It's, well, I can't really be saying that. I'm for Glasgow, it's a high risk situation, but the, um, it's very very slippy and I've already told you I'm wearing like very very flat trainers so we're walking through this tunnel me and my sister like full drinks and as I'm getting to the other side of the tunnel to go and meet up with the rest of the team I literally my right foot is off the ground 
and my left foot comes off the ground and I put my I'm about to put my right foot back down as I put it down it's on the metal ridge of the edge of this tunnel it slides along which then in turn means that my whole weight has like gone from underneath me I land so fucking hard on this like a hard plastic floor and I don't just I don't just land I like I land and slide I feel like I've, I've just rolled down a fucking hill. Like, that's the, that's the motion. That's how much, like, of a slip this was. So I'm literally, like, my leg is wet. I'm like, oh, shit, have I just, like, cut my leg open on this metal ridge? So then I'm, like, in the toilet. I walk into the toilet. There's a lassie who's got her full feet in the sink. The toilet guard person or entertainer, whatever she's supposed to be, is just standing there chilling. There's, like, ten girls squeezed into a fucking bathroom stall. Somebody's, like, lost a shoe. There's chicken fillets everywhere. It's pure carnage in this toilet. And I'm running in, pulling my skirt up, shouting about, like, how I've, like, sliced out my ass. And it's just absolute, unbelievable shit show of a situation. <laughs> so then... I'm dealt with. I've actually not sliced my arse open. I've just got the worst bruise and I can already feel the swelling in that like danger zone that just got smacked off the ground. And as I am walking out of the toilet, my phone starts to go, which is an absolute miracle by the way, because bamboo is like underground and you really, really cannot get a signal in most like clubs. And my sister's phoning me and she's like, please help me, I've been kicked out. <laughs> so I was like, how can I have fallen, got in the toilet, dealt with a lassie who's got her feet in the sink and dealt with all that madness, come out and suddenly there's people kicked out of the club? So turns out, one of the guys had followed her into the toilet and the bouncer had grabbed him and her and chucked them both out, which meant she didn't have like her jacket in. So obviously I'm the one getting this. And... um. Yeah, and I can say, even though we were absolutely fucking trashed, I've never eaten a sausage off the floor. I never will. And if sliding across a a very disgustingly wet club floor is the punishment for putting down guys for London, I will continue to do so. I definitely think I have got the most bruised peach in Glasgow. And speaking of bruised peaches, I just want to actually let everyone know that I... I have previously mentioned this man's name and I just want to let everyone know I met Louis Capaldi. I literally, I met him and it's it's actually changed my life. So what I'm going to do is put, I'll put the videos and the pictures of me and um, how I found them and how we met and how we linked up and all of our like bits and pieces. Um, I'll put that up on the Instagram. So if you guys just keep a hold of um, all the excitement from this episode and I will put it up during the week because there's so many and I don't want you guys to feel like I've cropped any in it out. Because obviously it's a big thing for me um, to have met such a superstar, um, especially someone who's maybe not from Glasgow, he's definitely from like kind of West Lothian, but I'm a Glaswegian girl, he's a Scottish boy, <laughs> there's a connection there, and uh, yeah, so I'll post that up on the socials, um, <laughs> please keep an eye out for it, and any information, any situation similar to, any sausage squashing you have either encountered or enforced, any dodgy dates... <laughs> any weird guys let me know all the fuck about it i'm here for that okay 
have an amazing day whatever fucking day of the week you're listening to this on and i will be back and i will see you next sunday